welcome to the Muscle Science for Women podcast with your, your host. favorite. I'm Rachel Gregory. I'm Ashley Van Houten. I don't think I've said my last name on here in a really long time. Nobody cares. It's fine. I Rachel care. and Ashley. Ash and Rach. Ash and Rach. Infamous. We're here to We're talk cool. to you. Get used to it. Um, yes. Okay. We have some, <laughs> we have some questions from you guys, cool. but- but we are also talking about if you listen to the previous episode and our crazy uh, fun goal that I have that Rachel is helping me with my photo shoot in a couple months, we're going to talk about the training plan because the first episode, all we did was really talk about sort of how the idea came about. And we talked a lot about food, but the training plan is another whole huge unexpected for me part of this. So we've got some things to talk about, but first we'll, we'll answer some fun questions. Um, the first one, this one I actually really wanted to address because um, I think there's more to it, but somebody asked us, uh, are there any food fads, food fads or trends that you really hate? And they mentioned a couple things. They were like threw out something about papaya seeds or something and sea moss and avocado or no, what was it? Aloe vera, aloe vera oh, extract juice and all this stuff. And my initial thought was like, yeah, sure. If I had a minute, I could tell you all kinds of food trends I hate. Um, but, but I actually had kind of a, a secondary reaction to this. And I think part of it is that the way we get information right now on social media, mostly, and the way it's delivered to us, like these silly, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to judge, I guess, but like TikTok videos of like, Hey, here's this new weird thing. And it's going to like give you a flat stomach in three weeks or whatever the hell people talk about on TikTok. So I think it's like almost our natural inclination now to be um, cynical of things and to think that every new thing we see is like some stupid fad that people are like lying about to get money or get attention. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason like I was having this thought, two reasons, one is because, you know, I've spent a lot of my life learning about doing, teaching, talking about ancestral health and ancestral nutrition and like primal primally aligned eating. And you can say paleo diet, you can say, you know, whatever caveman diet. Um, and a lot of people gave me shit for that. Like a lot of people were like, Oh, you're going to eat like caveman. Like, you know, I had friends tell me that they thought I had an eating disorder because I stopped eating bread. Um, mm -hmm. people who told me that I would die if I didn't eat carbs and they did not mean fruits and vegetables. They meant like carbs because people have been taught that the, you know, the standard American diet is 12 servings of grains a day. And people really thought I was crazy and really unhealthy. And they were like, this is just some weird, stupid fad. And it's like, maybe because you saw somebody crazy say something weird or because it just became super popular, or maybe because you take the name too literally or whatever. But I think sometimes kernels of truth and real helpfulness is hidden in something that is trendy or silly. And so we immediately dismiss it. And another example of that is a product that you have been using recently that I literally mm -hmm. had never heard of um, that actually has some really interesting health benefits. So can you tell them about that? Yeah. So you mentioned like the aloe vera juice and yeah. before I, I mean, I learned this from my coach and we kind of talked about this a few episodes ago. I've been focusing on kind of a more gut health protocol, very specific uh, to me. And I've been working with my coach on this for the past, uh, it's probably been like a month and a half now ish. Um, and aloe vera juice is one of the things that I've been uh, drinking with my meals. So about five ounces with breakfast and dinner. Um, and it's just straight like aloe vera juice. Like I get the, the high quality kind you can get in whole foods. You can find it 
online. Um, you have to make sure it doesn't have like any of the extra additives in it. Cause there's some that have like a bunch of sugar Sweetens, and like extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's not the most amazing thing in the world to drink. Um, but it is, uh, something that can help with just gut health, especially if you have some intestinal permeability and things like that, um, along with some other stuff that I'm doing. Um, it's just kind of like another tool in the toolbox to, to aid with that. Um, and I also saw this, don't quote me on this because I need to do a little bit more research, but I also saw that a study, someone actually mentioned a study um, that was referring to aloe vera juice <clears throat> with some, with thyroid. So having some benefits for thyroid health. Um, so I need to look that up a little bit more. So maybe I'll do my research and come back on the next episode. Um, but anyway, something like that, like I had no, I, like I knew that aloe vera juice was out there and, you know, we know that aloe is used typically, you know, as a, uh, you know, external, uh, skin external. Yeah, yeah. Like when you get sunburn and things like that, it can be healing and, and soothing. Um, but it is something that now you can, you know, drink, um, and it can be kind of the same thing, like soothing and healing to your gut lining and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I've been incorporating that, but yeah, like you said, I, before that I did think I was like, what is this aloe vera stuff? Like I've heard people make claims about it that just seemed, you know, too good mm -hmm. to be true, not related to like gut health stuff, like just other random stuff. And I'm pretty sure that stuff is probably not very accurate. Um, but when you know why you're using something, when you know some research that there's actually legit research behind it, um, then that can be um, a good tool in the toolbox. You just have to make sure that you do your research um, or you have a coach who will do the research for you. I mentioned this to you, like my coach literally sent me like the research studies of like, this is why I'm recommending you take this. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I heard someone say this on TikTok. <laughs> so I'm going to have you take it. Like, no. Yeah. There's yeah. a little bit more to it. <laughs> and it's so. also about like the claims too. Like, obviously if you just see some, whatever influencer saying like X, Y, Z is going to fix every single thing in your life. I mean, that's, I see why people get turned off, but like another great example, queen of the segues here, our show sponsor <laughs> bubs, right? They're, yeah. they, they, their big thing is collagen. And um, you know, I hear a lot of people or a lot of backlash where it's like collagen, isn't, you know, the best thing in the world. It's not going to like fix your life. It's not going to change anything, whatever. I'm like, I will tell you there's tons of research out there about the benefits of collagen. Anecdotally, I myself, and I know a ton of people who supplement with it regularly that have had significant improvements to a number of health markers. Um, it's not going to fix your life. It's not going to like, you know, had your bank account, but it's, it's a naturally occurring amino acid. That's helpful. That can like help your gut health and help your skin and your hair and your nails. So like, again, if you go on social media too long and hear some like perfect 21 year old say that, like it fixed their skin and you're like, whatever, dude, like, I don't trust you. <laughs> um, but you can do your research and you can try yourself and, you know, have realistic expectations that no one thing is going to no one thing is going to change your life, right? It's like a million yeah. little things. But I personally have used collagen religiously for like, I got to say, probably like close to a decade now. I mean, on and off more religiously than other times. Um, but it it is one of the like supplemental, like whole food supplements that has more mm -hmm. like significantly improved a lot of things about my health. So love you, bubs. Code MSW20 to save. That's 20% off anything. They have coffee now, MCT, collagen. Mm -hmm. Go check them out, bubsnaturals.com. Good yeah. plug. Um, yeah. yeah, but in terms of like actual food fads you hate, like 
I don't know, maybe I'm feeling too nice today or something. Cause I'm sure yeah. there's something that's come across that I've like hated. Like for a while, everybody was turning cauliflower into things. And I was like, you're not tricking anybody cauliflower. Like even that, like, I don't hate it. You know, like you yeah. can, you can and eat I, cauliflower yeah. if you want. Like, I don't care. It's lower carb. It doesn't taste like potatoes. It doesn't taste like pizza crust. It doesn't, but it's fine. If you want to eat it, yeah. you can eat it. That's fine. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm, there's so many out there and I'm sure they'll come to me right when we sign off, but I, yes. uh, all I can think about is I want to talk about your training program. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Coach. Um, and I, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, and this will bring up something too, that I wanted to ask you about too. Um, more oh, on the, the subject of supplements. So with collagen, one of the reasons why it can be so beneficial is because, um, just to give a little quick sciencey thing. It's like, if you're someone who eats a lot of protein and meat and things like that, especially meat, um, you know, that's great. And that's important, but some like muscle meat doesn't have as high of a concentration of, um, what's found in like the bones and the ligaments of animals. Right. So if you're not eating the full nose to tail animal, like the bones and ligaments, you're missing out on some of the amino acids that are found there, which one of them is glycine, um, which mm -hmm. is higher in collagen. Um, that is not high. It's still in muscle meat, but it's not to a enough degree that you can get some benefits from that. So supplementing with collagen or, you know, specifically higher in glycine and, and other amino acids that might not be in the muscle meat that can help with kind of filling the gap that you're missing. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then that kind of segues into like what I was going to ask you about, uh, do you take, do you supplement with creatine? Literally? Like I started three days ago. And it's funny. I mean, you obviously are influencing the hell out of everybody, but it's so funny because I, I literally didn't even take creatine when I was bodybuilding. Like I was as natty as natty gets guys. Like I didn't <laughs> even take pre-workout much less creatine. I was so, I guess, again, just like lazy or cheap or something, mm -hmm. but I've all it's creatine has been that thing that I'm like, I know it's so beneficial. I know it's so good. I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get on it someday. And then I just never do. Cause I'm lazy. And again, for the last like three years, as we talked about in the previous episode, I just wasn't, I just wasn't in that headspace of like, let's try to maximize every little thing. I just mm -hmm. wasn't there. And I know it's an easy supplement. I know you just throw it in your smoothie or your coffee or whatever you do. All like, it's very easy to add that into yeah. your routine. I just, it was one of those purely lazy, like I'll get to it when I get to it things. And I yeah. literally have started this week. Cause I'm like, back at it, ladies, getting back in the gym, gonna yeah. add some creatine to my coffee. So yeah, I'm like three days in, so we'll see. Love it. Yeah. And so the, I was gonna, the reason I wanted to bring that up is one thing I wanted to ask you and two, that it kind of is similar to collagen, right? So it's not like any magic, <clears throat> like a magic thing. Like it doesn't, oh, you take some creatine for a week and you feel miraculously different. It's not that you do get creatine in the foods you eat, especially, you know, if you're eating animal proteins, like eggs, meat, fish, all that stuff. It has creatine, but it's the same kind of concept as collagen. Um, in the fact that like you, the amount and, and the concentration that we would want to sort of optimize our intake, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of impossible to do yeah. through just diet alone in terms of what I like to call topping off the, the tank. Um, and really the reason, like, I won't get too sciencey here, but like create the, how creatine <clears throat> works is that when you use, most people know that like ATP, right? Well, we won't get too sciencey, but let me just like say it for two, two minutes. ATP is like the energy currency of our cells, right? That's what gives us energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when you use that ATP, it breaks off something that's called a phosphate. So I'll make this really simple. ATP has three little thingies, right? When you use 
ATP for energy, one of those things breaks off. So then you only have two and you can't use that for energy, the two things. So you need that third one back. And so what creatine does is allows you to get that third phosphate back a little bit quicker mm -hmm. if your stores are topped off because it's creatine phosphate. That's what it is in the body. And it basically lends its phosphate to the ATP. And then it allows you to basically regenerate your energy faster than you would if you, if it wasn't topped off. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the gist of how kind of creatine works in the body. Cause people don't really understand that they, and you don't need to understand that, but it is something that like, once you know how something works, you're like, Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. and so again, it's not like some miraculous difference, but what that can do is allow you to maybe get one extra rep or, you know, a little bit more intense and over time that will build up right mm -hmm. over time, that one extra rep that you might not have been able to get, you can get that extra rep each time you go into the gym and mm -hmm. that builds up over time. And then obviously there's so many other benefits that are coming out on creatine now with like brain function and aging yeah. and all that jazz. Um, so I just wanted to, to mention that cause I am a nerd and I wanted to, um, yeah. but anyway, and you're really, moving um, on. <laughs> yeah, you were really putting out a lot of helpful information actually this week for people. Cause I actually had a girlfriend literally who was like, Hey, what's the deal with creatine? I'm like, just go to Rachel. She's smarter and she'll tell you. <laughs> no. Um, but it is one of those supplements. Like there are a few, it's, it's one of the most widely researched supplements that exists. And it mm -hmm. is like, there are a few things that if you have the finances, like there are a lot of supplements and add-ons that it's like a, for 99% of the world, not worth the money B like sort yourself out first. And then maybe this will yeah. help you. But like, this is one of those supplements that like really can have a lot of positive benefits for a lot of people. So, mm -hmm. and it's not terribly expensive. It's like, if you, yeah, you know, if you cheap. have the resources, it's probably like a good, good addition to like anybody's yeah. routine. Um, yeah. speaking of routines, so now we're going to talk about the training thing mm -hmm. because so if anybody who didn't listen to the last episode, you should go back and listen to episode 20 when we're talking about, um, this photo shoot prep that I'm working on that Rachel has graciously, um, offered to help and very meticulously manage for me. Um, so somewhat now against my will, but no, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Absolutely. I'm so I held wrong. a gun to her head in New York yes. and I was like, listen, you're doing so this. Well, here's You're gonna how it kind of steamrolled though. Here's how it kind of steamrolled because originally it was like, yeah, I would love to like, I would love to have you kind of like manage my macros and like keep me accountable and have me like not eat. Like I'm, you know, in a like competitive eating contest for the next eight <laughs> weeks. Like I want to just like bring it down, tone it down, lose a couple pounds, look cute for this photo shoot. And you're like, I will do that. And I'll raise you one because I'm going to give you a training plan. And also you're going to have to fill out 20 spreadsheets and you're going to have to give me access to every single thing you're doing. And it really just kind of steamrolled from there. And I'm going with it because for a couple of reasons, I trust you. I think it'll be interesting. I like, I like doing experiments. Like again, except for the last couple of years when I've kind of had a low profile, like I do this stuff for fun too. Like we, this is what we do for a living. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see sort of how my body reacts and changes and whatever the process, and we're going to share it with you guys, which I think will be fun and helpful. Um, but yeah, it's like, I am just like dove in from not tracking anything I was doing and not really doing anything in a progressive or thoughtful manner to like real intense. And I'm just like, okay, this is going to take a minute. Like I've been going to the gym. I've been doing a couple of your workouts and I've been going to the gym this week. And I'm like, 
I'm just like looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, what is it? The sets and reps and what do I got to do? Like, cause it's just a lot. It's like a lot. It's very, it's very, um, thoughtful. It's not haphazard. Um, but it's taking some work for me to get into it. So, but with mm-hmm. that said, the actual training obviously is good. We did a workout together in New York. Like I am not new to bodybuilding hypertrophy style workouts. Like all of this is very familiar and fun and in my wheelhouse. Um, it's just, it's like another step up. Like this is, this is basically going to be like an advertisement for you as a coach, because (laughs) it really is like, it's a step beyond what most people are doing in terms of actual thoughtfulness of what you're trying to accomplish with the workouts you're doing, the exercises, the exercise selection specifically. So yeah, it's, um, it's a lot more uh, effort than I've put in yeah. in a while. And I'm like, whew, okay, here <laughs> I go. All right. Yeah. I can't wander into the gym and like do a couple pull-ups and a couple squats and like leave yeah. anymore. I actually have to do stuff now. Yeah, no, I, and I'm excited. And just to kind of go back to, again, like we just dove into this and, you know, if it was anybody else, like we'd have like a, like we'd focus on kind of getting into one thing at a time and like building that up. Um, so this is, is a little bit different. I was just like, Hey, here's like all the stuff and just go for it. (laughs) Um, and mostly because I know that you have the experience to do that and like you will. Um, but, and then with the workouts too, it's, it's really, and we can talk a little bit about this too. And like your experience so far, I mean, it's only been like a few days, like you said. Um, but the biggest thing there is like one, the, the spreadsheet that you have, um, one, it allows me to hold you accountable again, accountability is the biggest thing to your workouts. So when I see you filling that out each week and I see your reps and your, you know, weight and things like that, that's important because it's like, you can be like, Oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today, but I know Rachel's going to ask me why I didn't go to, why is my spreadsheet not filled out for today? Mm-hmm. And what am I going to tell her? Yeah. So I probably should go. Yeah. Um, the second thing is that yeah, you can go into the gym and have fun with it. Do whatever you want, especially if you're just, you know, hanging out and, you know, you're just looking to maintain and you don't have any specific goals, specific, specific, specific goals, caffeine, too much caffeine. Um, (laughs) but the other thing is like, you have now a structure, you're going into the gym with intention. And I think that, you know, maybe not this week, maybe not next week, but the week after, you will go in, you'll be like, okay, I I'm going to get after it today. I know, you know what I'm shooting for from a reps and a weight perspective, because I'm looking to, you know, progress each week to a degree. Um, so you have that structure there and then you have it all in one place so that you can see these are the reps in the sets or these are the reps in the weights I did last week. So you will actually progressively overload, which is important, um, right now, especially while we're trying to maintain as much muscle as possible going into this deficit. Um, and we did, we can talk about this too. Like we did talk about, you know, what this training program is and why it's the way it is. Um, and why it doesn't have like lots of high intensity stuff and, you know, hit workouts and things like that. Um, which is a little bit different than maybe what you've been used to, which is, which is fine. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I mean, first of all, just, just some like uh coach client, um, uh, check-in, we got to talk about, I'm going to be doing, I forget how many workouts I'm supposed to be doing a week. Cause I don't have, I can bring up the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet in front of me, but <laughs> remember every Friday I am doing rock climbing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like going to be my workout that day. And then realistically, I think, and I don't know if this, the training program needs to be adjusted, but realistically throughout the week and then over the weekend, I think I can really only 
promise ideally um, for like three to four other workouts that yeah. week. You know what I mean? Like, um, cause with childcare being what it is a nightmare anyway. Um, no. right. So yeah. four workouts max, not counting the rock climbing. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. So what I would actually say is that, um, again, this is what we're doing. Like you're going into a, an aggressive deficit. So we mm-hmm. need to make sure that you are able to recover properly. Um, and I kind of didn't even think about the rock climbing side of things that is an upper yeah. body <clears throat> or even a full body workout. So yeah. what I'm going to say and not even recommend, I'm going to just tell you that mm-hmm. I, I don't want you doing more than three of the lifting workouts per week of, right. of, of the ones that I gave you. So what you'll do, um, and this is where people are like, Oh my God, like I'm not going to hit all the things. And like, how do I adjust this? Like I'm on a seven day schedule. It's very, very simple you cycle through the workouts. So for example, I have a four day plan for you, like days one, day two, day three, four. So all you would do is this week, you would do day one, day two, and day three. And then you would start next week on day four. four. And next week you would do day four, day one, day two. And the following week you start off where you left off. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people tend to look at like training as a seven day cycle when it's not your, your body doesn't know a a seven days of a week. It just knows that you're making sure that you're cycling through it. Um, so that's important because we don't want you like going back and doing like day one, day two, day three and missing day four, right. Mm -hmm. Every single week, because then you're Mm going to miss out on a lot of, uh, muscles that we want to make sure we hit. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would recommend. And then just making sure that you're cognizant of like your rock climbing and like spacing out, you know, enough rest and recovery for that. Um, so that will take a little bit of work to like manage, like, Oh, if I'm going to do an upper body workout, on Thursday, maybe doesn't make sense to do that. So maybe I need to switch things around because I'm going to be doing upper body on Friday, you know? Yeah. So that's helpful. And that's good news because the one, one issue that you will not have with me as a client is me wanting to do too much exercise and work harder than you want. I'm like, Oh, sweet. (laughs) I get a day off. Um, I'm not going to be, you, you don't have to worry about me overtraining. Maybe Mm -hmm. one day in the past, I could have been like that, but now I'm like, I'll do as little as I possibly can to, and still, you know, get jacked obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. and I will say too, like the rock climbing, because I'm beginner and new, it's not, it's not extremely physically taxing. Like obviously my hands, my forearms are very tired at the end of it, but because I'm so new and not very good, it's much more taxing from like a CNS, um, and like mental perspective, cause the doing it is scary and hard. So like, it's not, yeah, I don't think it's going to like weigh heavily into like, oh, I'm so exhausted, but I mean, it's good to, to know this stuff and be aware and maybe not do like a particularly challenging workout like the day after or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. For sure. cool. And yeah, these workouts will be conducive to that because again, they are more of your bodybuilding style, like taking adequate rest between sets. Like there'll be some that are like, if you have some supersets in there, maybe towards the end that are going to get your heart rate up a little bit more, but, um, it's definitely not like a, you know, CrossFit style, any type of like, you know, that type of workout. And there's a reason for that one from like Mm -hmm. just a muscle building perspective and two from again, the recovery standpoint. And this is something that like is important, I think, to talk about too, because people are like, oh, I'm going to this dieting phase or this fat loss phase, whatever. Like I need to change my workouts. I need to start doing a ton of cardio. I need to do like hit workouts and and blah, 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 blah. That's literally the opposite of what you should be doing, especially if you're taking a more aggressive approach. 
um, because you will burn out, you will get injured, you will not be able to recover and it's going to make everything else so much harder. Um, so that is something that's important to like really understand. And also to, to hone this down and, and make sure that we understand the, when you go and train in the gym, we're not, we're not trying to burn calories. Right. Like, I don't care about that. You're not going to lift. You're not going into the gym to burn calories from when you're lifting weights. Right. We can talk about the cardio side of things, you know, maybe on the next episode, we'll talk about that if we're going to incorporate some cardio. But when you go into your training sessions, like you should be training and sending the signal to your body that says, Hey, I am in a deficit right now. And my body needs is going to start pulling things from me. Ideally, we want it to pull the body fat. Right. But if we're not sending the right signal to the body that says, Hey, I need to hold on to my muscle as much as possible, then it will take some muscle. So whatever we can do to keep as much muscle as possible, because we know we're not building muscle in a deficit, especially this aggressive deficit with someone who's as trained as you are, we're not building any muscle in the next eight weeks. Um, it's just realistically not going to happen, but we want to maintain that muscle that we do have. Um, and so we need to send the right signal to your body that says, Hey, I'm using this muscle. I need to hold on to this muscle. And that signal will also come from recovery. If you're not allowing your body to recover, it's, that's going to be working in the, in, in the opposite direction of what we want. So mm-hmm. now here's a question. Here's a question. I, I want to talk a little bit about like my feedback on some of these actual like workouts that I've done, but a question yeah. that I have for you that I haven't really thought about. We've talked in previous episodes about the relative importance or lack thereof, of like the feeding window, right. For after your workout, um, in terms of like your muscles sucking up that glucose, like your ability to like use all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. Is that, and you know, I think, I think we basically landed on like, it's a good idea, obviously to not go into hard workouts, like hungry or fasted or unfed. And like, you should try to eat like around your workout, but it's not like hugely crucial that you, get so much protein 20 minutes after, like get it, but like, you don't have to kill yourself. Like don't like speed home kind of thing. Like, is that a, Mm -hmm. is that a like, yeah, general statement. Does it, does it matter more though, for me in this case, nutritionally, because I'm going to be in a deficit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. So, and the reason again, it's like you are in a, like you're the signals we're talking about the signals and the, the thing that we're trying to do is basically get your body to be in the safest position possible to, to feel like it's as safe as it can be because you're putting a stress on it already. The deficit is a, is a general stress and you're taking yourself out of homeostasis, which is balance. And our body wants to be in as much balance as possible all the time. So when you implement this stress of the deficit, the more we can try to kind of hone in on the little things that might not be as important when you have more calories coming in, like when you're at maintenance, that's, that's important. So when you're at maintenance or even in a surplus, like the, the pre-workout and the post-workout meal, they, they matter, but they might not matter as much when you go into a deficit. And the reason I'm saying is that is because, you know, if you go into your workout fasted, there's nothing like wrong with that. But when you're in a deficit and you go into your workout fasted, yeah. it can 
basically, you know, your body's like, Hey, like now I'm even more stressed out. Like where, where am I going to pull this fuel from to use for this training session? So I would recommend, and we'll talk more about this as we go, but, um, having like, you know, a good amount of protein before your workout, um, some carbs to, to give you extra energy, because that's another thing in a deficit, your energy levels are going to start to, to drop, especially if we're taking more of aggressive approach, especially as we get deeper into it. And if we want to be able to get the most out of our training session, we want to have the most energy possible and calories are energy. They're Mm -hmm. fuel that we use. So if we can ideally go into that training session fueled versus not fueled, then that's going to be a plus. Right. Um, and then same for afterwards. Like if we can ideally get a good meal in after that workout to help basically jumpstart the recovery process, we know that anything we can do with that to optimize it is going to be important, more important in deficit, because again, we just have we're more in that stress out state. So with the post-workout meal, we want to make sure that we do get that in, you know, we're paying attention to getting a good amount of like carbs and protein. Um, and that's going to be important for the carbs, especially be important for kind of, um, bringing you out of that sympathetic state, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in your workout, you're, you're go, go, go. And so carbs can help because they basically, when you eat carbs, it stimulates insulin and insulin has an opposite relationship to cortisol. So it can help bring cortisol down and bring you back into that rest and digest recovery state. Um, not that they're like absolutely crucial, but they can be helpful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's something to, to start to think about too, like where are these little areas that maybe I wasn't paying attention to or optimizing before that can help me. And that will stack up, you know, over the days and the weeks. Yeah. I can definitely see how that's going to come in handy. Cause again, like overfed, slightly overfed state for a couple of years, like it didn't really matter when I was eating, I was always well-fed it's fine. But when we're being a little bit more, you know, uh, restrictive with the calories, I think that's definitely going to come in handy. And I'm going to probably, I would think intuitively hone in on that, that I'm like, I am not about to go to this workout unless I've eaten something. And when I get back, I'm going to crush some carbs and protein. Yeah, Um, exactly. So just some funny like commentary that we'll get into okay. the program. We're not, I'm not giving away any of the program. Obviously you need to, unlike me, you need to pay Rachel for her expertise. <laughs> um, but it's funny. And again, there's no, there's this, we're just going to have some fun with this. There's no, yours is better. Mine is better. Some things is yeah. worse. Everybody programs are for the individual, right? Um, unless of course you're doing something unsafe or dumb or whatever, but anyway, um, but I just thought it was ironic and funny that the first exercise of the first workout that I had to go into the gym and do is the like one exercise that I basically like won't do on my own, which is leg press, leg press. Of course I go in there. I literally like, didn't even want to like go over to the leg press. I was like, Oh my God, I'm a leg press person now. Like I was like, Anyway, and then of course the day that I went in, I don't think I told you this because it was like a stressful day and I was busy or I would have like voice noted you like a, yeah. a rant, but I got to the gym and it was kind of busy because it was like Monday or something. And um, there was just like literally two bros on both of the leg presses, just like oh sitting there, just being just just sitting there, you know? And I was like, I will kill you guys. And then of course, like, (laughs) there's a reason, there's a reason that there's like an order, right? So I'm like, I can't go and do all this other stuff. Like I have to do the stupid leg press. So I ended up doing, you know, the, like 
upright seated leg press machine mm -hmm. instead of like the classic old school leg press. So I went and did that stupid thing. And, and of course it was fun and it was fine. And like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm pushing weights with my legs. I like it. Like it was yeah. fine, but I was just like, Rachel, of course, of course, the first exercise in leg press. Anywho, because again, anybody who's listened to this knows there's no right or wrong, but like, I'm a bit more basic old school, just squat and do push-ups and do pull-ups and do some like weighted lunges. And you're much more the scientist. You're much more like, but if you do this angle, you'll get 35% more movement in the <laughs> lateral medius, whatever. I'm just like, can I just do a squat? And you're like, no. And here's why <laughs> you'll explain why. But anyway. Okay. So, no. and the was, reason I wanted to do that, like, there's a reason why there's leg press in there for there's you. Always like, there's yeah. always a reason. There's always a reason. Of course there's, you literally do I, one nothing. of the reasons because you're just funny. Cause you hate it. And I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> it's the main reason, but you don't do anything without a reason. And that makes sense. That's yeah. smart. And I mean, I kind of feel the same way too, about my decisions, the way I do it, but it's, it's different and it's good and it's great. And it is good for me to be doing something different because mm -hmm. I have been doing the same crap for a long time. One thing I will say that I really enjoyed, um, that I have, I think I probably have never done before. Wait, let me see if I can find a cyclist squat. Ooh, I like that. That was, or fun. your quads like, yeah, on I fire. enjoyed it. And it was good because I, I had to like watch your video. Cause I have never done one before. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, this is the kind of like weird slight adjustment to something that I already do that like is going to actually, I know, make a significant difference. And it yeah. just felt really good. I got like a nice quad pump. It was like really mm -hmm. fun. I will definitely be like, incorporating that one. Um, that makes me so happy. I'm like forward. so happy inside yeah. right now. I really like that one. And then like, just even silly things like, um, like the, like, what's it, what's it called? Like the, the bicep curls, but like you're on an incline, like incline bicep curl. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I've done those before, obviously, but like not in a really long time. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to stand here and like do some bicep curls and I'll do something else. But like, again, doing something mindfully a little bit different from a bit of a different angle. You've got gravity working on you in a different way. It's harder in a different way. I like right now, literally my biceps feel like, you know, a little yeah. sore, but like in a good way. And I'm just like, okay, this is great. So I'm feeling more positive. Okay. Cause again, I, I know your programming is good, but I was just like, here we go. Now I got to read a spreadsheet and like put all this effort in instead of just going to the gym and not thinking, but I, of course I've been enjoying it. I think that the, um, the volume and, you know, the prescriptions are all like very appropriate. I mean, we'll see in like four or five weeks when I'm hungrier, what I think, but I'm sure you'll mm -hmm. be adjusting things as we go. Um, Absolutely. do I have any other, what else did I want to mention? The tricep thing, thank goodness we did that together. The three-way tricep, oh, yeah. tricep attack or whatever. Yeah. Um, because that's a good one. I'm glad that we did that together. So I knew what I was doing. Um, but yeah, but that was, so that's the other interesting thing is like, again, I was like, okay, well, I've got eight weeks and, you know, obviously we're not going to do a ton of high intensity hit cortisol stuff, but I'm like, maybe, you know, we'll focus more on like lower body because that's bigger muscles and that's going to burn more calories. And that's, and because I don't focus a ton on lower body. So maybe we'll do that. And you're like, Nope. And here's why. Um, <laughs> so maybe you can just kind of briefly go into that. Cause that will be helpful for people. Because I think again, if people are on board with the, like, let's not do a ton of cardio and hit, but they're like, but let's maximize the time that we're in there. You know, like mm -hmm. let's do some big compound muscle movements. Let's get the like quads and glutes working. And you're like, mm -hmm. cool, but to a certain extent, and here's why we're not going to exactly focus on that. I think that would be helpful yeah. for people. No. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. And we started talking about it and you were like, you haven't been really focused on lower body and that's, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I might as well kind of bring this into <laughs> it too. Um, the, the main thing there was just like, okay, like I said, 
we're not right now we're in a specific phase. We're in a specific goal. We're not focused on building muscle. We're not focused on building your lower body. So the important thing to realize there too, is that our lower body has bigger muscle groups, right? Our quads and our glutes are bigger than our shoulders or biceps or triceps, things like that. So it takes more from a nervous system perspective and also a overall recovery perspective. Um, if we were to like make this a more lower body dominant program, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but with our specific goal, I just don't feel like that's the best time to incorporate that. Um, and then not saying that, like, like you have a good amount of lower body in there. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so that's also something important to realize, like you need to still be doing movements to stimulate your quads, your glutes, all that jazz to be able to hold on to that muscle mass too. But we don't want to, you know, go to a degree where you are burning out really like your nervous system and your ability yeah. to recover. Because again, like the, the main thing is like, we're not focused on building muscle. We're focused right. on holding on to the muscle we have for this period of time. And if we, um, if we go a little bit overboard on things that are potentially harder to recover from, then that's going to just make everything else so much harder. Um, and it could start to affect, like, if you're not recovering properly, it will affect, um, it can affect your sleep. Right. And so then if you start, your sleep starts to take a hit, um, then you wake up the next day and you're like, it makes everything so much harder. Cause when we don't sleep, our hunger hormones start to get a little bit out of whack, especially if we're in a deficit, it, everything just feels harder, like from a just general standpoint, if we're not yeah. having that recovery, and then yeah. that's going to turn into a domino effect and it's just going to make things harder when they don't need to be, um, yep. when you're already doing something that's hard. So yep. that's really it. It's, it's so smart. Again, it's just very intelligent programming. And at the end of the day, like you being like, Hey, let's just focus more on like shoulders and, you know, small upper, I'm like, hello. Like that's, that's where <laughs> I like to be anyway. I'm like, I'll just, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. but that's really smart. And again, we've talked about this before. I've, I think I dedicated an entire solo podcast to this a while back about like, can you, well, we've talked about it a number of times, but like, can you build muscle and burn fat at the same time? And it's like, yes, but yes. And is that the most efficient? And in this case in particular, that's not even a question because I'm doing a very short, quite intense fat loss. That's essentially what this is. Like I can mm -hmm. sugarcoat it any number of ways, but I want to lose a couple pounds that I look slightly cuter for this photo shoot. That's it. Lose fat. In a you already look cute. Slightly, slightly cuter, slightly cuter. Okay, so okay. you're right. Slightly leaner, slightly leaner. Slightly Good point. Leaner. Already cute. It's fine. And you're slightly already lean. Leaner. You're just want to get slightly leaner. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So there's like it's 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 like some coaches might have said like okay, well if that's what you want because it's gonna make them feel better and like you're gonna kind of just say what they want to hear and you like incorporate a couple more like glute kickbacks or whatever people do. Um, but you were like, no, here's, here's what the programming is and here's why, and here's why this makes sense. And that is good coaching and that is good programming. And I'm thinking now, like, as you're talking, as we move forward, we, we're, we want listeners and anybody who's interested in this little sort of mini experiment that we're doing to send us questions, send us feedback. And I think it might be, you know, people naturally are going to be inclined to ask specifics about, um, macros and calories and how much, whatever. And, you know, we can, we'll figure out how we're going to talk about that in a way that's helpful instead of just 
you know, hyper-specific mm-hmm. to me or whatever, but I think we can kind of dive a little bit into training. Like we, we can talk about how much cardio I'm going to be or not doing. Um, we can talk about the specifics of training and what I'm doing, and I'm happy to kind of share how I feel or how it's, you know, going for me, because it is going to mm-hmm. be a slight change from what I've been doing. So I, I hope that people who are listening, if you are interested in this, this process and even for your own benefit to like send in some questions about what training is like during a deficit, um, Mm -hmm. and how that feels and what it looks like and all that stuff. I think it would be really interesting. So, um, definitely people talk to us on Instagram or send us a, an email muscle science for women, the number four at gmail.com. Um, and we'll try to like incorporate as much of this in our like ongoing kind of update episodes, Mm -hmm. um, will answer your questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm excited cause you're going to be doing check like weekly check-ins as like a normal client would do. Um, so who knows, maybe we'll even give like do a sneak like. peek. Uh-huh. <laughs> do not like, <laughs> first of all, but, you and I yeah. are checking in like every day anyway, because you're like texting me, I'll like post something in my stories and you're like, Oh, I can see it. I can see what you're eating. I'm like, I'll, I'll kill you. Like I will kill you. There is no escaping now, but no, we, we catch up with each other all the time, but this is, again, it's formalized because, because we're friends, because we work together, it would be very easy for me to just be like, yeah, I'm doing it. See you, but we're doing this right. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And it's going to be, there's going to be a formal aspect to it. So can't wait. Yeah. It's coming up your first one in a few days. Guys, we're all positive now. Wait until I'm actually in a deficit. I'm going to come back on here like with a giant coffee in my hand. Like, I can't wait. Oh man, it's going to be funny. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you as always for listening. Um, We'd love your feedback, comments, suggestions. We'd love for you to share the podcast with anyone you think could benefit. Um, Rate and review if you can. Just, you know, show us some love wherever you can. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.